listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And of course, so you have to do like a lot of marketing. You have to get in front of physicians. You have to get in front of other practitioners. And if you keep it all to yourself, then no one's ever going to know about it. So, um, so I created a bunch of marketing after I left the Profit Summit. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, everyone. I have got a special episode for you today. I have got a wonderful guest with me, Miss Tara Dominguez, who is a pharmacist. And she recently attended our Pharmacy Profit Summit Live that we did back in July in Dallas. And one of the segments in there was about marketing. And so I'm going to be talking with Tara today about how she has changed her marketing, started her marketing and how she kind of go over, got over some of those initial barriers. Because I know in talking to a lot of pharmacy owners, you so badly want to do some marketing things and you just can't quite get out of that comfort zone. So I'm going to be showcasing the awesomeness that Tara has done in her business. And hopefully that's going to motivate some of you to kind of get on the bandwagon. So Tara, tell us a little bit about who you are, because you're, you're not the typical pharmacy owner, you don't own a pharmacy. So tell us about your business and and a little bit of what you do. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Yes. So I own TD Pharmacy Services. We are a non-dispensing closed door pharmacy that offers clinical services to patients, physicians, um, in Oklahoma City. Um, so one of the big things we do is COVID testing. And of course, so you have to do like a lot of marketing. You have to get in front of physicians. You have to get in front of other practitioners. And if you keep it all to yourself, then no one's ever going to know about it. So, um, so I created a bunch of marketing after I left the Profit Summit. Uh, and one of the things I created was my my beautiful little card here. Uh, so I've put this in a lot of physicians' hands. Actually, today I'm in a physician's office. Um, I went up to her and I was just like, hey, this is what I'm doing. She's like, this is awesome. I want you to bring it to my practice in my city. And I'm like, okay. So on Mondays, we come here and um, we do our services here at this beautiful aesthetic location. Um, and then I also um, offer services in Oklahoma City as well. And then I do concierge um, testing there. And um, so I've got in front of a lot of really great people lately, including physicians and going to other pharmacies. So getting over, over that uh, initial kind of fear of being in front of people. Yeah, it was really, really hard. But um, after after I left the summit, you're like, hey, go out and do some Facebook lives. Hey, just go out and do it. What's the worst people could say is no. So I did it. So I, I go to other pharmacies even and drop off my material and meet some really awesome people and they refer me people back. So just because you're a pharmacy owner doesn't mean you can't go and talk to other pharmacies because we're all in this together and we're all against the same big box chains that are our competitors. So, um, you know, we all need to help each other out in whatever ways we can. Yes, absolutely. And I've been following you on Facebook, obviously, because you're part of the group and such. Tell me that first time that Facebook live, because I, I tell people it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. You're talking to yourself and looking at yourself and it's, it's very weird. But tell us what your perspective is. Like you said, just go out and do it. So you did. So how was that first time? Oh, my gosh. It was 
it was nerve wracking, but it was exciting because everyone was so accepting of me. So what I, what I did initially when I went out and talked to pharmacies the first time, I kind of like messaged them. I was like, Hey, are you, you know, are you going to be in your store on Thursday? I would love to come meet you. So that way they weren't shocked when I came in. And I also kind of put out there like, Hey, what time would be best? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, during you know one o'clock to two o'clock, we're usually a little slower if you want to stop by. Um, so I, I made sure and made those connections at time that was right for those um, other pharmacies. And with the physicians, you know, I try to go on days that are a little slower as well to make those marketing con connections. And, uh, you know, maybe after lunch or something, when people are just a little bit more relaxed, <laughs> you know, it seems to work a little better than uh, than going first thing on a, on a Monday morning when no one really has the time and everyone's super busy. So... But yeah, it was it was very um, it was very nerve wracking. Yeah, going on Facebook Live the first time, but I did it, and then that was it. And I got so many views, and I was so appreciative of everyone's feedback and telling me, "Hey, you should go visit this pharmacy." Because in my Facebook Live, I was kind of like, "Hey, I'm out doing marketing, um, and I'm in Oklahoma City, and who should I go visit?" And I had people message me like, hey, my friend owns this pharmacy or, hey, go down the street here. And so it's been amazing. <laughs> and now that you've done the one, you know, that that's always as hard as it's going to get. It doesn't get any harder than that first one. And you've opened up new opportunities for yourself, not only just with business. Like you mentioned, you've got a bunch of people saying, hey, come here, go there. And, and you're blowing up your network. You're blowing up your referral network. But you're also getting the attention of others bigger people. So tell us a little bit about like what's happening because you basically put yourself out there in marketing. What's, what's available to you now? Yeah. So I took your advice about getting in on some of like the mom groups, women's groups in my city. Um, and one Saturday I had posted like, Oh, I think I'm going to go up to the office and work for a little bit. So I was like, I'm just going to post on this group real quick that I'm going to be doing COVID testing. And I had an executive from a big, huge media company here. Um, who had went to Walgreens and they lost her test and she was supposed to be flying to the Caribbean <laughs> like the next day. And she called me up. She's like, Hey, are you, are you available? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on. But I've never met this person before in my life. And I was able to test her and uh, get her, her documentation in like under an hour. And I literally like saved her whole entire trip. And she ended up getting engaged on this trip. She didn't even know it. So she wouldn't have gone, you know, her life would have com been completely different. Uh, so she calls me up after she's back and she's like, Hey, can I take you out for lunch? I want to, I want to meet you. I want to get you on the radio. I want to get your ad on uh, the internet, you know, different things like that. So people can find you. Cause she's like, I literally searched for five hours for someone and I couldn't find anyone. Oh. And that women's group, it was just the place she's like, I think I saw something. So she searched it and she found me and yeah, it's been a great relationship. That is amazing. And I, I've always said, you never know someone's sphere of influence, you know, never, never assume anything about anyone, you know, whether it's bag stuffers, I, I talked to so many pharmacies about bag stuffers and they're like, Oh, well, we just put them in, you know, the females bags. It's like, no, like you blanket everybody. Cause you never know somebody's sphere of influence and some of the best contracts and opportunities and open doors that I've gotten is because of that. Like you're talking to someone, you have no idea how important this person is or who they know. And all of a sudden you've impressed them and, and they're opening doors for you. So, you know, you're living 
living the dream, as many pharmacists might might say, with with being your own, you know, you're in business for yourself. You you're not tied to one physical location like a pharmacy owner. You've, you're that clinical pharmacist. But I think it's a really interesting model of how you partner with pharmacies because pharmacy owners definitely want to break more into clinical practice, but they don't either. They don't have a staff to do it. They don't have the know how to do it. And and you're kind of like that perfect bridge where pharmacy owners can leverage somebody with your services and you can really help them grow into it, whether it's leveraging it through you and helping them grow um, or you're opening the doors for them. So talk a little bit about like how someone like you works with the pharmacy owner. Sure. Yeah. Actually, right now I have um, some private clients and one of the things that they're up against was an audit. So um, which is, you know, it can be really scary. And they needed, you know, policies and procedures in place and, you know, kind of just to spell out exactly what they're doing. And so I was able to, you know, basically spend the time going through like their practices and what they're doing and say, hey, you know, I really think this is what you should be doing. We need to put these things in place. Does this make sense to you? Yes, it makes sense. Um, Okay, so these are going to be your policies and procedures going forward to prevent things from happening in the future, like, um, you know, narcotics, you know, going missing, or, um, you know, technicians who keep on calling in time and time again, and you feel like you can't fire them. But if you have, you know, your policies and procedures in place, you easily can do these things. But those, you know, a, a busy pharmacy owner, they don't have time to do that. You know, and that's just the realization, but they want something that's customized to them. So, you know, I've been able to, to help pharmacies with that. And then also just implementing different clinical services like remote patient monitoring, like what I do in my practice and um, testing like CLIA testing. So if you're going to be doing that, you want to make sure you have, you know, a lock solid plan um, because you do not want any of your new governing bodies to walk through the door or some patient to get angry with you and decide, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, call the state and tell them, I don't think you're doing something right. And then that forces an audit. Um, So, you know, that's basically what I do is I come in and do like white glove concierge, like specialized service to whatever your practice is and whatever your needs are. And, you know, that could take a couple of weeks. It could take a couple of months. And um, I have a a clinical coordinator as well now that I've I've hired. And um, so it's awesome that, you know, me and her, we can work together and get, uh, get pharmacies up and running and offering clinical services in no time with hardly any effort out of them to, you know, they don't have to read for months and months and months and say, Oh, I I wish I would have done that. And, uh, you know, we kind of come in and we're like, okay, we can do this in a couple of months. Let's get you up and going. So yes, absolutely. Cause the best time to start clinical services might've been last year, but the next best time is today. (laughs) There's so many opportunities with CLIA testing. I, I've talked to pharmacies almost daily about those opportunities. So we'll dive into those CLIA testing opportunities maybe in an, uh, in another episode. So um, really quick, Tara, as we wrap it up, if somebody wants to follow you and see what you're doing on marketing, if they need that little bit of an encouragement that they can do it too, um, please tell us your all of your channels and everything that uh, what we can do to follow you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, TD Pharmacy Services, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and then find me Tara Dominguez on uh, Facebook, Instagram and uh, LinkedIn. So those are those are all the channels I have time for. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's amen. Funny. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I find that uh, yeah, people people find me there. And then I also love and I got this from from you to QR codes. 
So yeah, doing the QR code, people can, you know, find you right away. And there's great things like Linktree that you can add your QR code if you have multiple services that you're doing or multiple pharmacies and you want to put them all on there where people can just click one and done. Yep, Linktree is awesome. So, well, thank you so much, Tara. I hope those of you listening might have gotten motivated because it has put Tara's business on fire and it's been so wonderful to watch um, uh, from a distance and, and see the progression. And, and frankly, it's only been like two months, not even two months, like it's been a month and a half. Like it's been amazing things. You've gone from zero to 120 in no time at all. So if you have not jumped on the marketing bandwagon, hopefully this will help you. Um, if you need any additional support, you know, please reach out to Diverse FireX and we're happy to help you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a pharmacy badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.